Welcome to episode number 103 for January 23rd, 2011 of Take Him With You. Today on the episode, um, I'm going to be with my family. We're going to talk a little bit beforehand, and then we're going to be talking about some cool stuff. That's right. We have all sorts of really cool things to talk about today. Our main subject today is the bucket list. What do you want to do before you check out of Earth? Is there any specific things that you want to do with your life? We'll be talking about that. Plus, we're going to talk about uh, some really cool deal on Star Trek comics. Uh, fixing a Phaser, um, the movie The Social Network, and more. We're going to be headed to the movie Wrath of Khan. Okay, so here we are. We're, yes, it does. Here we are. Uh, we're sitting here at the Ocean Palace restaurant where we spend a lot of time because yeah. we really like it here. And we're getting ready to go over and watch The Wrath of Khan, the Star Trek movie, number two. Uh, from 1982, on the big screen at the 7th Street Theater. So I'm joined by Amy. Hello. My uh, daughter, Catherine. Hi. My son, Andrew. Hi. He doesn't want to be on the podcast, but that's him. He's playing, what are you playing, Angry Birds? Yeah, he's playing Angry Birds on the iPod Touch. So anyway, we're sitting here talking a little bit before we head over to the movie. A lot of stuff been going on around our house, would you say? Yep, around our house and away from our house and yep (laughs) wow okay (laughs) we uh, recently rented the blu-ray of the movie the social network Mm -hmm. and we watched it and uh so what did you think about the movie amy i didn't really like it that much okay tell me why well it was interesting finding out the history of facebook but i I was kind of sad at the same time. I thought it was a very sad movie, just about a lot of junks and a lot of social misfits and sad rejection and poor motivations, and it was just very odd. Well, I thought it was kind of fascinating because we use Facebook every day. Yeah, every day, every every day, every day. My daughter. Anyway, the movie itself was, was fascinating. But then again, too, I read up on it after we watched the movie and found out that some of it is challenged to be the truth or not. But anyway, basically, the movie The Social Network is all about the the guy that started or the guys that started Facebook. And so it goes through the history of how it got started and the money that was went into it and the crazy lifestyles that happened as a result of getting famous. And, and uh, it, so it was really quite fascinating. But... Um, I think once I watched the movie, it, it made me feel sad at the end just because of relationships that ended in in um, betrayal. And, you know, every time money gets involved in something, it seems to mess everything up. I guess it depends on the character of the people involved. But like I said, I did some research on the movie and found that some of that wasn't necessarily true. Um, whether it was true or not, it was a depressing movie, and I won't watch it again probably. Yeah, it wasn't a movie that I'd ever watch again. And, it, you know, as far as family-friendly is concerned, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't super family-friendly. There was a couple of scenes Not that weren't family-friendly. <laughs> and, it, and it had, you know, it had cussing in it and very adult situations. In fact, it was kind of a weird movie choice for our family. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be that raunchy. Can I say raunchy? I don't know if it was raunchy, but it was definitely... Yeah, it, was, it was definitely on the edge of 
very naughty. Okay. <laughs> I guess if that's how you want to put it. So the social network uh, out of five stars, what? how many stars would you give it, Amy? One. Really? That low? Yeah. It was interesting, though. What did you think of it, Catherine? I don't know. She I, was just about to say what... It was a movie. I would say it was interesting from a historical point of view, but that isn't normally the kind of history that, I don't know. It was just, it was a bit crude, but, but it was interesting. I, the only reason it even got a one was because it was interesting to find out the history of Facebook. That was the only reason why it even got a one. It was well made. There, okay. What did you, did you like it, Andrew? <laughs> sure. I mean, like, you know, the, the, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, it was well... It was well produced. Yes. Like, okay. All right. Uh, the other thing that was kind of fun is I ordered... Uh, I know I order myself presents a lot because you don't seem to know what I like. Oh, I know what you like. I just don't like spending lots of money on what you like. <laughs> I got something for really super cheap oh, okay. on Amazon.com. They had a sale. All the Star Trek comic books digitally put on a, a DVD. Uh-huh. And I ordered it, and it came. Yeah, was that recently, or is that the one that came a while back? Like a few days ago. A few days ago. Oh, good. I was just hoping it wasn't another one. Cute. So anyway, uh, there was a really good deal on the, uh, what I can't remember, was it the 40 years of comics or something like that? Anyway, they, they somebody went and scanned them all onto a DVD, and then they're selling them on Amazon. If you look up Star Trek Collection comic books, You'll find it on Amazon, but it was marked down at like ten bucks. And when it first came out, I think it was around forty dollars. Wow! So now I can actually get the comic books and read them on my screen or on my iPod Touch, or you can read them on your phone or whatever because <laughs> you can make them into PDF files. I would read them on my phone, probably not. Great. Well, anyway, <laughs> it was a good deal. I thought we've been searching for another dog, still. And uh, we have a little lead on one. We're trying not to get our hopes up, but I have a great name for our do new dog. Um, anyway, we're going to be going up this weekend. Well, actually, we'll be up there right now when you hear the podcast. But Andrew and I are going up to my mom and dad's house to uh, help with some chores up there and stuff. And my sister is an animal lover and takes care of rescued animals and stuff. Well, anyway, she found a lead on an Australian blue healer. And tell us a little bit about the Australian Blue Healer, Catherine. What kind of dogs are they? It's a very loyal family pet, and it's... Was it originally a herder? Like yes. A herding dog? Yeah, so if it runs away, it'll come back soon. Because um, <laughs> it was originally for, like, sheep herding. Right? So if we have any sheep, we can use the dog to sheep herd. Yes. And what color is the, the Australian Blue Healer? It's black, white, and then sometimes has a little bit of red in there, and then um, tan accents. I heard so they're blue. Kind of like a rotten well, banana look, like a mo they, model. They can look, like look bluish because of all the colors together. So I have a perfect name that I picked out. I think we should call her, it's a girl, uh, Digerie for Digeridoo. Australian, you know? And what do you like? Um... I haven't really decided yet, but Andrew had another name he liked. What did you want? I wasn't sure yet. She wanted the, I, I the name Debbie. No, Can you I imagine didn't. naming your dog Debbie? I did not. 
I was kidding. Because um, you're talking about Napoleon Dynamite names. Um, what? What do you think? What would be the name? I'm not sure. I think it already has a name. How about Tina? That's a real name. Well, the llama in, in Napoleon Dynamite. Come on, Tina, you fat lard. Come and get some dinner. By the way, I'm giving him a very evil look right now. And what did what was the name that you wanted for the dog? Jade. Jade, as in the color green? Yes. We're sitting right next in the Chinese restaurant next to a jade dragon boat, which is really cool looking. All made out of jade. Okay, so anyway, we don't know if we're going to get the dog or not, but uh, we definitely have seen it. Oh, look at that. Christina is here. Hi, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Look at that. See, Christina owns the Ocean Palace, her and her husband, Jonathan. And uh, I come here all the time and study on Mondays, and she just brought us barbecued pork, so I'm going to turn off the recorder and eat some. So the next time you'll hear us, we'll be over at the movie theater talking to people about The Wrath of Khan being shown, the 1982 classic, the, the, the face-off between Kirk and Khan on the big screen at the 7th Street Theater in Hoquiam, Washington. We'll be back in a little bit. Okay, here we are, actually at the 7th Street Theater in Hoquiam, Washington, and we're going to watch Wrath of Khan, Star Trek II, on the big screen. And with me is... Joe Brand. Joe, you look like you are a Star Trek fan. You've got a Paramount jacket. You're sitting in front of some movies that are Star Trek movies that are from your personal collection. Yes. Actually, the Star Trek movies are donated by Phil Luce, the coffee cup, the pen, some of the items for tomorrow night were all coming out of my personal collection. That's fantastic. So how long have you been a Star Trek fan? Uh, since as long as I can remember. Oh. I, I watched the cartoons when I was growing up. I watched the original series. I remember going and seeing the original movie when it came out, all 27 hours of it. It was long, especially the special effects of V'ger. It was pretty... Especially when you're seven. <laughs> well, that's true. So, so tell me... What do you think about putting Wrath of Khan all the way back from 1982 on the big screen once again? What does that make you feel like? This was my idea. Well, I would like to come over the top of this table and give you a hug because that is rocking. Well, thank you very much. I managed to convince uh, the rest of the people by saying that I would donate the raffle items out of my collection. That is just fantastic. So we're very, very excited. Thank you so much for making it happen. And I'm sure our listeners will be very excited. Uh, this is going to go out on the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast on Sunday, and I'm sure a lot of people will get a kick out of this. And, and uh, how did you go about convince? I mean, did you? are you part of a committee? or? I am part of the movie committee for the 7th Street Theater. So if people wanted to play like a Star Trek movie in their own hometown, where would, where, how could they do that? You have to get licensed through Paramount. Okay. It's, and it's, it's a long, drawn-out process. I heard they tried to get Star Wars, uh, you know, mentioned Star Wars at the same time as Star Trek, but, but Lucas wasn't too thrilled about giving the rights up. George Lucas wants the financials for everybody on the board of directors for the last seven years. Well, okay. Well, that says that, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm not giving mine up. <laughs> well, I just, I'm just thrilled that we're having Star Trek on the big screen. I, I heard a little rumor that you're, you're kind of wanting to do something very special and not only uh, not stop with Wrath of Khan, but perhaps more? If I have my way, every January we're going to show a Star Trek movie until we run out of the even ones, because even numbered Trek movies don't suck. 
I agree. And uh, I will be here for every single one of those. Cannot wait until we, we get to see the voyage home on the big screen again. I'll never forget that. You know what's so special about tonight for me? This night, I'm at the same theater I watched it in 1982 at. Lucky you. That is just way cool for me. So this is nostalgic and exciting all at the same time. So thanks for everything. No problem. Enjoy the movie. Thank you. That was great. Okay, so we just got out of the amazing showing of The Wrath of Khan on the big screen, Star Trek II, and standing with me, two of my friends, Jed and Megan. Jed, what did you think of seeing Wrath of Khan on the big screen again? Well, it was awesome, of course. You know, uh, best, in my opinion, the best of the uh, Star Trek movies. Uh, and, uh, you know, to see it on the big screen, it was awesome, especially in an old historic theater like this. Brought back a lot of memories. And to to be uh, able to share it with my daughter was awesome. Okay, now, what is this I hear that you've really not watched any Star Trek really at all? Oh, that that's so that's such a diss. But, oh, uh, yeah, it's kind of true. I've watched only probably 20 of the original series episodes because I've, wow. you know, it, it's bad. But then I watched some deep space, deep, um, deep space che- cheesy deep yep. space nine with my dad and stuff and then some other <laughs> stuff. Yes, you showed me. And so, so what was it like for you tonight to sit in a, an old movie theater, the big screen comes up, and there it is, Kirk and Spock and McCoy all on the big screen. What, what did it feel like to you? It felt really cool. Like, I guess this is kind of a dismantled, like, reliving history, I guess. And so um, it just felt really geeky. I got so, like, I earned a lot of my geek cred back. In my you did. You, you earned a bunch of points tonight under because. geek cred. You know, I told my dad about this showing, so, and he didn't know about it. And how did you hear about it? On Facebook, from your post. <laughs> ah, see, this, the, the worm turns full circle, yeah. doesn't it now? Well, that's pretty cool. All right, well, thanks so much for being on the podcast, and uh, I, I hope they bring back more movies like yeah, this. definitely. That would be great. Thanks for talking yeah. to me. No problem. <laughs> that was great. Sherry, what did you think of of the showing of Wrath of Khan. I loved it. I'm a total geek, and I love I watch all these sci-fi shows. I remember I watched this when I was probably 15 the first time. Yeah, we were that age, weren't we? Yeah, pretty exciting. Well, I was a sophomore in high school, I think, when it came out. So yeah. we'd be around the same. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. I had yeah. a great time. That's very, very cool. So th- thanks for coming to the show tonight. Thank you. A lot of fun. Yeah. All right, great. So we just pulled in the driveway from uh, going to uh, Wrath of Khan on the big screen at the 7th Street Theater. What would you think, Aim? Well, it was a beautiful theater. It was neat to see it on big screen. It was hard to stay awake after a long Friday, but um, it was I even good. nodded off in the cave scene with... Uh, of course, that's one of my favorite scenes of the movie. When, when uh, Kirk is talking to his old flame... Mm-hmm. Dr. Marcus. Yeah. It's I, kind of boring. I actually like... It's a bit boring. I like that saying. part better than the climbing in the earbud parts. Yeah. I don't like those. Yeah. I close my eye. I hide my eyes. My friend Sherry was there with us, and we both covered our eyes. Yeah. But it was fun, wasn't it? You know, it was a, kind of a fun experience. Our, our son commented that... The sound wasn't that great, and the seats weren't that comfortable. And then, it, what did we say? Well, that's what it was always like when we were kids. You know, yeah, that we was, never had the beautiful theaters that they have now today. But except for 
Okay, you say beautiful theaters today. Today our theaters are boxes. Well, they they do have better sound and more comfortable seats and more and, modern cinemas, but and look digital and everything. Yes, yeah. they're a lot better. The movie experience is better in the ones today. Now, beautiful theater though, the, that the, was gorgeous. Yeah, the this it was is an a, old style restored, like Spanish. Yeah, a restored theater that was probably built in what the nineteen. 19- 30s you I don't think? Re- I, no was... I've got the fact sheet on it somewhere but you can go to 7thstreettheater.com and yeah. theater spelled with an R-E not an E-R and you can see all about this awesome theater that is in Hoquam and it's just beautiful it is but even beautiful. the even the ceiling has stars in it mm-hmm. and um, it has stars it has silhouettes of a night sky and, and I only got in beautiful. a little bit of trouble this time you did. I was interviewing different people. I didn't get in trouble for that because we just heard the interviews. But I wanted to catch for the very you know first time in twenty some years or more. Um, I wanted to uh, catch the cre- the 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 opening credits when it comes up and says Star, Star Trek, Trek to the go, Wrath of Khan. And you're gonna say the movie's just about ready to start. You're right. really and so excited. I'm, I was actually had my little camera on, or Catherine's little camera on, and the guy came and told me to turn it off, but I got it. I got it anyway. Yeah. Well, you were turning it off, actually. When I didn't know how over. to turn it off. It was kind of embarrassing. You're trying to figure out how to turn it off because it's dark. So but... I, put it, I put it on YouTube so everybody can watch. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so go to my channel, youtube.com slash Rick Moyer. You're not pirating the movie. I mean, I'm I'm going like, what does he think we're going to do? Pirate the movie like that? It's when, been out for like 30 years. Yeah. So. And you have it on DVD already. It would just be really bad quality to tape it on a on a camera. But you just wanted like the opening of saying, hey, guess where we are? It was on a big screen. Yeah. Big screen. We're watching this on big screen. But anyway, yeah. he was doing his job. We weren't offended. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I it's can't help like it if I'm a Star days. Trek nerd. I can't help it. It's like the olden days, getting in trouble at the movie theater. I know. Nothing. At least we weren't throwing our gum over the balcony. There did, was no you balcony. You didn't do that when you were a kid, did you? Um, Are you going to plead the fifth? Not saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a balcony at this theater, but it's a really neat old theater. Yeah. We, they can see pictures online at our Facebook yeah. or on uh, YouTube. So you just go to YouTube. classic theater. You keep going over the top when I try to give the URL. YouTube.com slash Rick Moyer 777. I'm sorry. I don't have headphones on tonight for some reason. You can still hear me. Okay. Well, that's because we're. this is late at night. We're Usually we record early in the morning. Well, not early in the morning, but in the morning time. And now mm-hmm. we're recording at night because I'm headed out of town for the weekend and you're busy this weekend. So we just wanted to get this taken care of while we still were together yeah we're both kind of headed out of town this weekend but to different places yeah on opposite sides of the sound yeah that'll be interesting to the west side of the sound and i'm going to pick up my mom on the east side of the sound yeah so it should be fun yeah okay um oh i recorded a brand new song yeah i've heard now you've recorded a couple songs so which one are you talking about because you've recorded one for take him with you no You've recorded one for um, Star Trek stuff, and then you recorded one for Martians, Martians are, here. are Here. I've been busy working on the the finale of the Martians Are Here podcast for Stefan Sonic, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been busy with that. And uh, I did I did work. I, I can show a little bit of that. I don't want to show a whole bunch because it hasn't come out yet, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get everybody, you know, all freaked out. I, I wonder if I put those on my... I may have to look for that. Here, talk for a second and I'll look for it. 
Okay. <laughs> what am I going to talk I've about? I've got my Star Trek oh, one ready to go. Oh, should I fill in people that you're going to have a doggy date this weekend? We already talked about that. We, we already did? At dinner. Oh, okay. You know, I forgot that you recorded part of our podcast. I already dinner. have. It's totally true. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. The the doggy um needs an operation, though, if we get her, because she's I don't not, want to do puppies. She's not fixed. Yes, we want to be responsible. Puppies, dogs. baby puppies. We don't want to have one of those illicit doggy farms. Puppies. We're not a pu- we're not puppy farmers. Okay, so this is one of the songs that I've been working on. Uh, this is called Jim and the Rainbow Serpent. Okay. You can't hear it because you don't have headphones, but everybody else can. That's nice. And uh, so what I did is I used didgeridoo and little sticks. The sound that they do, the Aborigines, and then big drums, and then uh, this cool synthesizer part, so they can hear a little bit of it. Is this the one I danced to last night in the family room? I don't know. I didn't see you dancing. Oh. I missed that. Yeah. Darn it. (laughs) I'm glad you missed it. (laughs) Okay, let's listen for a second. I know what everybody's thinking. You're a master at the didgeridoo, Rick. Nope, I'm not. That's a loop. That's what they call looping. That's only 16 seconds of a didgeridoo looped. Was it actually you? It wasn't even me. Is this a synthesizer didgeridoo? No, it's not a synthesizer. It's an actually, I, I bought... A 16-second royalty-free loop of a didgeridoo because I didn't have time to do it. Plus, it's really hard to do. It is hard to do. Isn't that cool sounding? <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yes, not... you would. You listened to it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I did dance to it. I did a, a warrior native aboriginal dance. You don't even know what they look like when they dance. <laughs> I've seen the soccer players do them. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, anyway, we should get to our subject. Um, we'll be right back, and we'll let you know. Oh, we're talking today. Uh, we're talking about the bucket list. That's on our, our schedule, and we're talking all about what do you want to do before you kick the bucket? Kind of an interesting topic, and uh, we'll talk about that right after this. And what, But what I mean by right after this is the cool new parody song that I did for uh, Rico at Trex and Sci-Fi. Oh. It's really cool. You know what it's called? Um, something about, um, Dada and Jordy. Okay, instead of The Devil Went Down to Georgia, I Uh did a parody of the song uh, called When Dada Was Linked Up by Jordy, and it's all about the episode of Next Generation called Fistful of Datas when Alexander and Worf go onto the holodeck and they're in the old ancient west. And the holodeck deck gets all messed up because they're doing some tests on Dada's brain at the same time. Right. And so he becomes all these characters on the holodeck. Even a barmaid is pretty so I, Yeah, so I did my very first country parody song. Mm. So I hope everybody enjoys it. So here you go. <laughs> if you don't know the episode, this won't make any sense. <laughs> I should mention, though, before we play it, that we completely redid a bunch of our websites. 
Yeah, you, you and Jeff, um, Job, our friend in Canada, mm-hmm. have been working really hard on those. Yeah, and, so we redid them. And also a... our friend Jerry, I think, helped a little bit on mm-hmm. one of he those. He did. Um, we have a brand new Take Him With You website, and you can go, if you go to takehimwithyou.com, that was one of my goals for this year, after we had, we've, we're actually celebrating, and this is interesting, um, coming up in a couple of podcasts will be our two-year anniversary. That's cool, huh? Two years. Yeah, two years. Well, anyway, so we wanted to redo the website for that. And so Mm -hmm. we actually, I got it done before the two-year anniversary, which is exciting because I didn't know if I could or not. Mm -hmm. But through my friend, Jeff Job, he helped us uh, get everything ready to go. And then I did a lot of work on it. Now, from the website, I'll take him with you. You can play the, it's all, it's really cool. You got all the links on one side. You've got all the podcasts in order. Mm -hmm. You've got an archive page. You can, uh, there's a donate page. You can actually push the little play button next to the title of the podcast, and it'll mm-hmm. play right there. Uh, you can send us email from there. There's just it's awesome site, and it's so much easier to use than the old one, um, just because time goes on and you know you redo stuff. But it looks really cool. And also, I registered a brand new domain, and people are really enjoying it. And that's StarTrekParodies.com. And that's all brand new. And the same thing with that. You can has all those songs listed on one side. You can click the button and listen to the songs. It's got some of my instrumental songs on there. It's got some of my uh, worship tunes that I've written and done. Um, it's all on the site at StarTrekParodies.com. People should go and check it out. And you can just play all the music right from there or download it. And it's really cool. And it looks awesome. So the go only, check out our new website. The only thing it's missing is a, a page for my flowers. On Star have. Trek parodies, why would that have a page oh, about not your flowers? That one. Not that one. Not true. You not true. At take at takehimwithyou dot com, there is a whole picture a section, absolutely, oh, okay. of your garden and everything. So, so you're okay then. Yeah, everything's on there, man. It's really cool. So everybody, go okay. check it out. Takehimwithyou dot com and Star Trek parodies dot com. Of course, if you go to takehimwithyou dot com, over on the right hand side, you can see the link to the parody, so you can just click. I guess on it there. I better go check it out too. If my yeah, I guess so. Gee, you don't even know that. Okay, so now I'm going to play the song, the parody song. This is called uh, the, uh, the TNG episode um, called "Fistful of Datas." This is instead of "The Devil Went Down to Georgia." This is when Data was linked up by Geordi, right here on Taking With You. Captain, we'd like your permission to take the engineering computer offline for a couple of hours. We're working on a new interface that would allow data to act as an emergency backup in the event of a ship-wide system's failure. In theory, my neural network should be able to sustain key systems until primary control is restored. When data was linked up by Geordi, they were looking for a backup live. He would be used neural network to use a fancy space hard drive. When Warp barges into the captain's room and tries to make it work a lot, and the captain puts down his flute and says, Warp, let me tell you what. It's time for a vacation, and I know you need one too. So stop your work, quit being a jerk. Boy, don't make me order you. Now you work hard like a warrior boy, but you live with someone else too. I bet a fella not old against your code wants to spend some time with you. The boy said, I've got it all planned out with Barkley, it might be a wreck. Let's see who we arrest in the ancient west on the Enterprise hollow deck. Data link your neural net and Jordy tell the card. The system has been overloaded, Data's demons are. And if we turn the holodeck off before the story's done, then we lose the father and the son. Sheriff Orb got his first case, said you're coming with me, you know. Eli knew what he's gonna do, said better let me go, 
He smirked at them in his jail cell and said with an evil hiss, My paw be joined by a band of thugs and then all sounds something like this. <laughs> You're a very funny man, Senor Eli. Karim Jefe. Where's my boy? I'm not supposed to be kidnapped now. Computer, please program. You want us to kill him, Senor Frank? No. He's more valuable to us. In the local saloon, Senior Frankie said, Sheriff, give me back my son. Worf says, no, but where's the deputy to go? The kidnap has been done. Problem in the core of the main machine. Trouble in the holiday subroutine. Data showing up as the characters do. Can't fix the program, what do we do? Data? What? Why is the computer creating characters that look like Data? Where have they taken my son? Where is he? Temper, Sheriff. My pa ain't gonna like it if I come home all bruised. Wolf, wait! Counselor Durango helped Sheriff Wolf make a little trade. Meeting in the street, it was really neat, and he wasn't even afraid. Turning on a shield, he saves the day. Says, never come back, now get. Miss Annie hugs Wolf, and the Enterprise flies off into the sunset. We have to remember, even though the holodeck safeguards may be off, this is still a program. If we can just get to the end of this story the way it was designed to play out, the program will automatically terminate. Moose, you little varmint. It's here. The follow-up release to my Stargazer music project, M.W. Orbit. The short story and musical journey of an artificially intelligent probe launched by NASA to explore the Milky Way galaxy. Greetings. I am M.W. Orbit from the planet Earth. Is there anyone there? mw-orbit.com to listen to samples, download your free bonus song, and purchase your digital instant download from CD Baby. small robot probe named M.W. Orbit.
W. Orbit, The Short Story and Musical Journey. Get your copy today at mw-orbit.com. Okay, so our subject today is something that I think quite a few people think about, but maybe not make out lists and stuff until the movie came out, The Bucket List. Did we ever watch that movie? You mean, I don't think we ever did. I, we heard a lot about it. Was it an R-rated movie? I think it was rated R. and We had, don't usually watch a lot of rated R movies. Only because of the language and yeah. the family and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's, mm-hmm. a lo- that's a different discussion. We can have that some other time. Yeah. But, but the fact is... Uh, that there was a movie that came out that talked about there was a I guess the plot surrounded a group of guys that or people that wanted that they had a list of things they wanted to do before they kicked the bucket so you, they called it the bucket to, list. You had to explain that to me one time. Remember, mm-hmm. I'm going kick the bucket. Oh, that's why they called it the bucket list. Yeah, <laughs> they, she was thinking what? It. Why would they be why talking would they about call buckets? It a bucket list. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. How that all works. Well, anyway. Um, I asked the question on Twitter and on Facebook. What was the question that I asked, Amy? Well, you know, I'm still trying to find it. Well, it's it's back a ways. Yeah, I think I'm going to just have to search for your profile. Um, Well, you don't have all the information in front of you. Well, anyway, I have my Twitter up here. I'll search for it while you And there was quite a bit of people that, that answered me on Twitter about what they wanted to do before they kicked the bucket. And uh, I, got, I really enjoyed uh, Gareth's, um, uh, his response. It was hilarious. His comedic answer was, one, don't buy the bucket, and two, avoid kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> so he said he needed to think about it. And then he actually posted what he wanted to do uh, before he passed away. And uh, I'm trying to find his uh, his other response here. It was really good, though. Let me find it. Let me find it. He did answer finally mm-hmm. and told me what he really thought. That he would like to do. Okay. His answer number one is go into space and two, get married. And he said the sad thing is number one is more likely as Anne hates weddings. And so I said, well, let me do your wedding and I bet she would have fun. Well, you know what? <laughs> but I but bet Gareth lives in it. England. Oh, I bet you would love it if they would pay for you to do their wedding in space. Now, that, that would be, be cool? something, wouldn't it? I, That's you, it, Gareth. Gareth, if you're listening, um, let's let's pay the how many millions of dollars to ride <laughs> up know. into space, and I'll marry you and Anne in, in space. In zero G. That, now, that, that? that would be something for the record books, the history books <laughs> right there. Marrying you in space. Let's do it. Anyway, really cool bucket list. Mm-hmm. I only asked for two. So did you ever find my question? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay, so what does yours um, say? 
What's the question? It says our next podcast is called The Bucket List. What are two things you would like to do before you kick the bucket? Timothy says, I'm too young, so I don't have a bucket list. Well, that, yeah, okay. Um, Anthony said, I would like to, one, celebrate winning the lottery before I reach 37 years of age, given it is about six months from now. (laughs) And two, before I die, I would like to celebrate (coughs) my 100th birthday. Well, hey. So, Those are two really so good. It, it kind of is like with Fox, live long and prosper. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so covers funny. Those two. <laughs> okay, I can't believe I said that. I, I watched way too much Star Trek in my life. Okay. Um, Richard said, ride in a hot air balloon and visit the International Space Station. Okay. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. I don't know about a hot air balloon, though, Richard. I mean, are you afraid of heights at all? Because... That would be such a creepy feeling. It's I guess it's really quiet. I mean, there's wind and everything, but it's really different because there's no, like, motors or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how I would do it because I don't like motion that much. Catherine has some information for you. you she wants to come tell you. Huh? What do you have? You have information for us? She just walked in with a note. What's the note say? Oh, bucket list isn't ready to the bucket list is not oh, rated R. It's PG thirteen. It's PG thirteen. Ah, I think yeah, that's the first thing that came up. Said it was rated PG thirteen, and I thought it was because you didn't want to be sad. Because I didn't want to see a sad movie. Well, yeah, I don't really like sad movies that much, but but I didn't want anyone giving you. Oh um, yeah, being upset because you said it was radar when it wasn't. Okay, so it's not radar. Okay. Thank you, Catherine. Good research assistant you are. Yes, thank you. So, um, so yeah, and so he wants the hot air balloon and the International Space Station. Cool. And Sarah says she wants to run a half marathon. She's doing this in September, and her second one is to visit a Disney park outside the United States. Oh, that would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? they have it? several. I know there's a Disney park in France, and there's... Is there one in Japan? You know, our, you know who would know is our friends from the Tales from the Mouse they House. They would know. Alan yeah. Joyce Kessel would know where the other Disney resorts are at. So mm-hmm. maybe they could send us in a little comment and tell us where the other resorts are all around the world we, for we've Disney. We've only been to the one on the West Coast here. Right. Um, in Disneyland, Anaheim. California. Jimmy said, "Um, my list always stays about the same size. Every time I cross something off, I always find something to add to it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of a good way to live life. You know, once you get one of the things done, fill it up with another one. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. So, um, Sherry said, um, I think it's actually Cherie. Okay. Said, um, ride in a hot air balloon over Washington, drive the whole family in a motorhome from campsite to campsite all around the West Coast just to see what we can see. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good thing. I've got a couple here from Twitter. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me, man. Um, our, our friend Jesse um, said to swim in the Dead Sea hmm. and to work with the women in the sex trade. She is. She wants to rescue you ladies. Rescue the women. <laughs> what you think? I, that's funny. 
No, I'm sorry, but the way you read that, it well, sounded how like she, wrote she wanted to work in No, I know who, I know Jesse, and I but know. she wants to rescue the women. We actually yeah. had a friend who did that in India. Yeah. He, um, we're kind of, as a Christian, James Bond. <laughs> kind Literally. Of, he really did. They, they, um, he worked undercover, um, finding organized crime mm-hmm. and things like sex trade things or slavery things. And um, they would work to free the people. Yeah. And it was hard because there's a lot of corrupt politicians and stuff that were bought off to overlook those things. Yeah. So it was sometimes they literally had to go rescue people, like do like underground kind of rescues. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've got another one here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from our friend Joe from Canada. Mm-hmm. And he says to run a full marathon and ski in the Alps. Hmm. Now, I know he's run a half a marathon because I just heard about it. Him and his wife went and ran a half marathon. So I bet you he's going to get his wish someday for yeah. both of those things on his bucket list. Good. Which is cool because you got a lot more time left on this earth, Mr. Joe. That's cool. He loves to ski, so that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I have another one from Butterfly Amanda. Uh-huh. She says, work as an aid worker for places needing it and adopt children or open an orphanage before she kicks the bucket. That's really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Angie says, go back to Russia and take my whole family to Disneyland, all four, the Mr., me, mom, dad, sis, bro-in-law. My nieces and my and a friend for each kid. Wow, that would be a Disneyland adventure. Yeah. Sounds like a big crew. And Adam says, I wasn't going to kick a bucket. A barrel holds more. Yeah, I'll kick a barrel instead. <laughs> so. Okay. Carolyn says, paint it purple. I like purple. No, um, visit my brother in Australia and um, record an album. Cool. Yeah, maybe she could color the album purple. True. I like these. These are great list, things to have <laughs> on your bucket list. I love it. You've recorded albums. Several. I have. Mm-hmm. We've never been to Australia, but that I'd might, like to go. That's one that might be on my bucket list. I'd really like to go. I would too. So, um, Alan says, after the kids are gone, sell the house, live in an RV, and see all fifty states. Obviously, can't take the RV to the one, but you know, and visit all the awesome friends I've made over the years that I haven't met in real life. That's cool. That is a neat idea mm-hmm. because, like, all the people we've met, we from would our love podcast, to. We would love to meet that you. Be fun. Well, I, I, you know what? We have friends from all around the world. I'd love to before I kick the bucket. I'd love to meet as many of them as I can. What, I, mean, I would love that. I would love to meet Stefan and we have a lot that my we friends could, in England. And yeah, there's a lot we could do driving, but we'd have we to probably take could a meet few. everybody in England. I think there. I mean, I bet we could. Yeah. If we went over there, obviously. Yeah, in England we might be and able we, to. It's we not not, might not be able to do as many in Australia. We only know one one family in Australia right now, right? Do we know any more I'm than that? I think sure. only one. We know uh, some people in Spain, and we know. Um, I'm just trying to think of all the different places all across the United States. We know people, and that mm-hmm. would be really fun. We have a whole bunch of friends in Texas, mm-hmm. and some in Chicago, and it'd be fun to see Rico and Richard. 
and uh, folks that we know over there and uh, our friend from Philadelphia and uh, our friend from Kansas. Fun to visit Brett. That would be fun and his wife, Trish. Mm -hmm. Anyway, maybe someday we can do that. Yeah, that would be fun. We could podcast from the road, just get a satellite internet hookup or something, huh? Yeah. I'll make it kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And Judas says, I have to come up with a new one, um, a new list. All the things on mine included Gary. Oh, that's that that's hard. We, yeah, we have a friend that's husband passed away uh, just recently, and... And um, she's been going through it. You could pray for Judy. She's a really special lady, really neat lady, um, loving lady, and yeah. loves the Lord. And You were good friends with her husband. I was good friends with her husband for years. It, it, I mean, I, haven't, I hadn't seen him in a long time. But uh, anyway, he passed away, and it was just really hard on the family. Um, but anyway, pray for Judy, and now she's, she's going to make up some new things. Yeah, God's not done with her yet. Yeah, and Judy, if you're listening, we love you, and we care about you, and we're praying for you. And Hannah says, get married and have children. That's a good goal to have. I've done that one. Yeah, bucket list. <laughs> You've done that. You can check that off your bucket list, Amy. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost, I'm on the home stretch of raising kids, which that's, you know, just like a week or two, a couple of weeks from now, I'm taking Catherine down to get her driving nah, permit. I don't want to talk about that. So I'm on the home stretch here. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, Kenny says number one i would love to travel around europe and number two find my true love oh that's a good thing and lisa says live in europe and play in an orchestra not necessarily a european orchestra mm. that'd be cool mm -hmm. any other ones i'd like to visit europe um hillary says um zip line through a forest canopy cool and two pet a tiger both would be magnificent very cool these are just two on my list yeah i would imagine well i figured you know if we said what's on your bucket list we'd have tons and tons of things but yeah, just, just two, of them. two of them i i wouldn't mind petting a tiger but i think i'd like to pet a tiger that's been sedated so it didn't bite my head off so you want to your your you on your bucket list would be no it's not very high up pet an there. inebriated tiger <laughs> an a drugged up tiger, drugged up tiger. A, dude pet me purr, purr. <laughs> i was watching david letterman the other night and they had a a cheetah um cub right do they call them cubs what do yeah. they call a well anyway or kitten it was kitten okay well anyway a cheetah and it was just a baby and and david was david like i know him David Letterman was petting him. Jack Hanna was the guest, uh -huh. and uh, and the and the cheetah had the most beautiful purr. Aww. It was really cute, and which, which makes me, you know, I wonder, do lions purr? I guess they do. If yeah. they're in the cat family, the feline yeah. family, they purr. If they're happy enough. Yeah, isn't that cool? Well, I, I don't know. Our cats sometimes purr and then bite me. So what's up <laughs> yeah. with that? That's why I said I'd want it one sedated <laughs> before I pet. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be petting no tiger. <laughs> anyway. Who's next? Okay. Um, Alan said, I have pet a tiger. Petted. He wasn't sure to say petted or petted. Anyway. Anyway. Alan, you've petted a tiger? Yeah, cool he said he did. And a white buffalo. A white buffalo? Mm-hmm. Cool. And Mer I have a lot more, but... Oh. Okay, Mer uh, Maureen, there's 28 of them. 
Maureen said, I want to have children and have a loving, caring family, and I want Adam and I to travel and enjoy each other's company. That's good. Good, bu- good bucket list. Family and travel. Um, Dan says, I would like to wander around the moon and own a Nikon D3X. I'm with you there, bro. Okay. Betsy says, go to Australia and walk through Windsor Castle. Cool. If she needs a traveling companion, those are kind of on my list. It's one of our long-lost relatives. Ah. We just met her. Okay, that's one of your cousins. Yeah. Um, Karen says, is that your cousin Rick whose dad is Ron? Yeah, well, you don't have to read those (laughs) ones. I'm sorry. I'm going, what is this? And she also said, I'm hoping to go to Australia in a couple years and meet one of my cousins there. Cool. Um, so Ted says, become a multimillionaire. Well, that's a good thing to have on your bucket list. Daniel says, might sound crazy, but the two things I'd like to do are race in an indie car and go to space. Maybe one MMA match in the ring, too. I don't know what MMA is. but I'm not sure either. Maybe I it's a wrestling it's match. Kind of. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I have lost. Is that Dan? Dan? Uh, which one is that? Daniel. Yeah. Daniel. Okay, probably a. Re- I don't know what's MMA. I'm not sure. Daniel, tell us. You listen to the podcast, so um, let us know what you meant by that. It's in something that they do in a ring. Yeah. <laughs> like a boxing ring or something, fighting ring. Well, I know he does jujitsu. Okay. And other different things. He's he's very martial artish. Mm-hmm. You're artish, man. Okay, I have lots, but I'm still Daniel, young, you so I can dream. What's that? What was that? He says he has lots, but he's still young, so he can drink. Yep. While you're young, get more on your bucket list than less. Yeah. Go see a NAS. Oh, this is Debbie. Forgot to say the name. Go see a NASCAR race and fly first class to Australia. Cool. There's a lot of people that want to go to Australia. Let's get a trip going. Maybe we can get discounts if we all go together. Yeah, we could have a take him with you trip. Stefan, can we stay at your house? We'll just bring a whole bunch of people over and camp out. <laughs> He's camping right He might now. not like us he very much like if we did that. If we brought 20 people to visit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Daryl. Make us dinner. <laughs> Daryl says, uh, before I kick that bucket, I would like to empty, empty out the hardened concrete. Ouch. <laughs> <Not sure how. laughs> um, Daryl. <laughs> Christina says, to see a NASCAR race, the nearest one to you is Fontana. Where's Fontana? I don't know. I don't know. And they start at $100 per seat. However, Charlotte is only an hour drive from here, and they start at $40 per seat. Well, there ha, you go. Ha. LOL, but I'm in with you on the first class to Australia and have Hugh Jackman <laughs> meet up at the gate. <laughs> you want Hugh Jackman to meet you at the gate? That's a good thing that's to have on what, your bucket list, I guess. That's what Christina said. That's hilarious. It's great. Okay, and last one. Okay. Debbie says, have peace, no worries at all. It's a good thing to have on that's your bucket list. That's a very good one. Yes, it is. Very, very good one. Well, very cool. Thank you, everybody. You, you didn't tell me your two things. For well, that's because buddy. we haven't got there yet, have we? Oh. <coughs> so so where are we going to go to next? Well, we're going to thank everybody. 
Okay, I for thought you giving just their comments. Did. Well, I did a little bit, but then you didn't really go on the. Oh, okay. You didn't take my hint, my clue. My clue. I'm sorry. I'm it's late at night sometimes. for you, and that's why. Yeah, I'm not much of a late night person. After about eight o'clock at no, night. No, but if I'm I put on that music zombie. again, you may just dance, and you that might be so? kind of funny. No, I think I'm too tired. Let to me dance. put it on again. No, okay, all no. right, okay, all right. So anyway, bucket list. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I I remember. I'll never forget this. I was working with a group of people that were very awesome to work with. And we were talking about different things that we wanted to do in our lifetime. And there was a, a point, and I, and I think it was when we read this, the book, Who Moved My Cheese? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is a very, very good book. Um, and there was this one part of it that said, what would you do <coughs> if you weren't afraid? Mm-hmm. And we kicked that that question around and what we found was that many of us were being held back by some irrational fears of doing some of the things we really wanted to do with our life Mm -hmm. and i think that happens quite a bit in our lives sometimes we don't do some of the things sometimes we don't have i don't know we just don't do some of the things we really want to do in our lives because we are afraid Mm mm-hmm and I think the bucket list is a really cool tool to get out and say, what do I really want to do before I pass away? I remember uh, being in a counselor's office one time, and she asked the question. She said, well, now you're you're getting to be middle age. It was about middle age and, you know, 40 around there. And she said, so what do you want to do with the next 30 years of your life? And nobody had ever asked me that question before. Nobody ever challenged me to think because I – I don't know what it is, but when we're young, as we noticed in the bucket lists, Mm -hmm. a lot of the younger folks don't really think about the bucket list a lot because they're not thinking about dying. Mm -hmm. But the older we get, the more we realize life goes very quickly. And all of a sudden you have all these things that you think, well, maybe I should have done that or maybe I should have done that or this or... And and I think it's really interesting. A lot of the times we don't do some of the things that most of them are pretty realistic, Mm-hmm. And the reason we don't do them is because we're scared, scared of something. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was a really interesting thing just to push out to our listeners and to present to you that are listening right now. What would you do if you weren't afraid? Would there be, you know, would there be some things that you would do if you weren't afraid? You know, for me, you know, I probably would ride in a hot air balloon if I wasn't afraid of heights. You know, I I I I just can't ever see myself skydiving. Ever, even though I have had dreams about flying through the air because of Superman and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> but I don't know if I could ever overcome the fear of jumping out of an airplane. I don't. Think, I mean, that's yeah. the kind of things I'm talking about. I don't think it would be my first choice for entertainment. Like some people would just do it to get the thrill. I think the only reason why I would jump out of an airplane if is was if crashing. the plane was on fire and I was going <laughs> to die. If I, I mean, well, I, I, and for for some people, fear will stop them from doing... Like, I'm not afraid of getting up in front of a group of people and speaking. I used to be a long time ago. <laughs> a really, really long time ago. But, well, but that's what I, you know, that's what I feel like I'm I meant to do is talk in front of people. I almost passed out in Bible school when I had to get up and, and give a speech so, to our so class. So for you, that wouldn't be something uh, that you would have to overcome. I mean, you would have to overcome fear to be able to do that. I, I've gotten better at at speaking in front of groups, but it wasn't... Well, you Easy know, for me. they say that that's one of the number one fears of people is to talk in front of a group, of all people. 
I, I remember even getting up and giving announcements at church would like make me panic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I have to get in front of everybody. They're going to be looking at me. I, I always used to say, um, I'm really good at being invisible. <laughs> I just felt like that was my, you know, that most people don't see me and that's okay. It's because I'm really good at being invisible. Sure. But, um, you know, everyone but, has different things that but, are harder but, for them. But isn't it interesting that there are, there are certain desires that I believe God puts in our heart. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to those bucket lists, most of those are desires that God has put in the heart of every person that wrote those down. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't do those things or we don't like get to, those accomplished because we're afraid. Because a lot of them, I've noticed, um, are to go see different places. like and see, experience things. See mm-hmm. a beautiful country or right. a historic place. and Well, and you know, you, we've all been sitting, I don't know if we've all done this, but I know a lot of us have sat around a campfire and people have asked this question. Like, if you had, if money wasn't an issue, what would you do with your life? Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people talk about traveling and seeing different places or helping people out or, you know, doing different things like that. So I think... That fear is one of the things that stops us. Mm-hmm. And I think money is too. I know. Like if if money wasn't an object for me, I would travel definitely. And I might, one of the other things that I like to do is maybe help in an AIDS orphanage in Africa. Because mm-hmm. I just love babies. And, you know, just there are different <coughs> things that that I would like to do. And sometimes you're hindered from doing that, just making the the monthly bills, you know, yeah. you're just being, you know, raising a family isn't cheap anymore. You know, it takes time, it takes money, it takes commitment. And so you're in different phases in life where traveling isn't as practical or sure. But there's just different seasons that you can do different things. Have you noticed in life that there seems to be people and I'm, I, I wish I was like this, that seem to not have limitations when it comes to, dreaming about things they can do. I, I, I like to dream and stuff like that, but I always kind of limit myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. But I've known people that seem to do a lot more with their life because they do have a tendency to dream a bit more. So that teaches me something. Mm-hmm. It teaches me that it's probably a good idea to write out a bucket list. Yeah. That's not, a, I don't think it's a, some people look at it as morbid or, or negative. And I don't think that's true. I think really a bucket list truly is just goals that you have. Uh-huh. Well, and sometimes they can be big dreams, you know. And I've, I've thought, you've heard this saying before, reach for the stars and at least maybe you'll get to the moon. Right. You know, if you don't have a direction you're headed, well, you're probably not going to go anywhere. Well, who was, who was the artist that sang that song, Live Like You Were Dying? Do you remember who that was? I don't. That was a very touching song. It got really, really popular and mm-hmm. it, it was talked about... You know, what would we do if we found out today we only had six months to live? How would we live our life different? Well, the answer is many of us would live quite differently, you know, Mm because there's so many different things that we'd want to do. So many people we want to reconcile with so many things we want to say, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, so the question is, though, why aren't we living that right now? Because none of us really know when our time is up. Yeah. And and you see that's why I think it's really interesting to bring faith into the picture mm-hmm. and realize that God created each one of us for a reason and a purpose. And a lot of times that we don't feel fulfilled in our life is because we're not doing what God created us to do. And he gives dreams to us 
and gives abilities to us to coincide with the things that that bring us you know happiness and joy in our lives now that doesn't mean that life is always going to be perfect or easy but it definitely means that if we get in tune with god a lot of our dreams can be fulfilled mm-hmm. which i think is an interesting prospect yeah so maybe so, someday i'll be in africa working with aids babies why not maybe you could i could we can podcast from africa <laughs> you're gonna go to africa with me well that's really not in my <laughs> it's not on my bucket list but i don't know i'm just not picturing it but you don't like heat i like heat <laughs> i like it warm it was bad enough with the hot mustard at the chinese food tonight <laughs> I've got I've got my electric almost passed out at the table. I don't do heat. I've got my electric throw blanket that Andrew got me for Christmas on right now. I like warm, but you don't like warm, so I think we might have to go. You might have to go to the North Pole or something while I go to Africa. How would that be? <laughs> I don't, do you so? Do you think if we if we bring into the spiritual realm for a moment, do you think it's presumptuous for us to write a bucket list? Well. The Bible says that God gives us the desires of our heart, and I wait like a minute. To, Do, doesn't that mean that He'll just give us whatever we want? I like to believe that that means that He puts desires on our heart. I think that's more biblical than than thinking that God is this big big not sugar the, daddy. Not the in name the it sky. and claim it thing. I'm, Gab I'm it not, and grab it. Yeah, I'm not saying. That, you know, you lust or covet after something and you say, that's mine. God will give it to me because I desire it. But I think that God can plant things in your heart, seeds of a love for something unselfish. Like he can put a desire in your heart to serve somewhere or to give something or he can plant these God desires inside of you to do something good to to do something loving and caring and i believe he can give you these desires that are beyond yourself well i I look at it in this way is that that when you start to align yourself in believing in god and begin to explore him and and start praying and communicating with him i think you i think then all of a sudden there are things born on the inside of you but but you know what even people that don't acknowledge god mm-hmm. or believe in him at all even they you you kind of see what they were made to do people just kind of naturally stuff floats to the surface mm-hmm. because i don't i believe that regardless of people receiving christ or not into their lives they were all created by god and there's yeah. certain things on the inside of them however i don't think any human being can actually be fulfilled now that's a difference between existing and being fulfilled but I don't think a, a human being can actually truly be fulfilled on this earth until they make things right with their creator. Until And what I mean by that is receive what he's done for them. And I, I don't mean that you have to jump through hoops or anything, but, but I mean the Bible is very clear that if we will accept Christ into our heart, then he comes to live on the inside of us. And, and that simply means we believe that he died on the cross, that he rose from the dead, that he loves us and cares about us, that he's God. When we believe that, I think something switches on the inside of us, gets turned on. Mm-hmm. And, and by that, I mean like a, a spiritual switch goes on, and all of a sudden, things start to make sense, and, and we start to operate the way that we're supposed to. 
and and then the gifts and the talents that we have. Like I, I know that for a fact with me that when I gave my heart over to God, my musical talents began to be much, much greater. Mm-hmm. When I when I get became much more creative when I gave my heart over to God. My life became a lot more open and 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 things looked way bigger and the world got huge and there was so much opp- opportunities when I acknowledged who God was and who he was in my life. And mm-hmm. it, it changed, you know, it, my bucket list changed dramatically from the moment that I accepted Christ to to now. I mean, it, it what it used to be versus now completely different. Mhm. Yeah, I think it does change and when there is a scripture that popped in my head while you're talking about God creating us, it says in one passage, it says, we are God's workmanship. Mm-hmm. He created us, created for good works in Christ. And I think that's the thing that, that, that really, when you really want to boil it down and say, what's on my bucket list? Because some people will say, well, is this selfish or is this not? I think you hit a key. I think if it has to do with bringing joy and helping people, you can be pretty sure that that's a God-inspired thing on your list. If it's mean or nasty or if it hurts people, usually isn't God. Mm -hmm. Usually it's selfish or... And, you know, in some of these things, sometimes I ask myself, well, I'd like to go to Europe someday. I'd like to go to Africa someday. I'd like to go... I like to travel someday. We're not in a season of our life while we're raising kids that we can afford to do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I hope someday I can afford to travel a little bit and... I go, well, would that be a selfish use of money? But I think sometimes when you see different parts of the world, whether it's looking at a National Geographic or a Discovery Channel or something, um, you can just bask in... It can be worshipful. It can be, you know, kind of awe-inspiring when you... The Bible says that nature declares the glory of God. Mm-hmm. It can be a, a form of worshiping God sure when you're just sure like, can. and so, you know. And you know, we live in a time now, mm-hmm. at this day and age, like no other time. Yeah. And where we can really go and do things like nobody else could. We The yeah. world is much smaller now because of the technology and the, well, technology and the ability to travel. Well, what would have taken a year Mm-hmm. possibly to travel around the globe takes you can do in 24 hours now yeah which is amazing it's just amazing you can go around the whole world practically in a day or two with airplanes jets and stuff sure. and that's just amazing it is amazing so i guess i guess the conclusion of our podcast today uh, as you're listening the bucket list is this dare to dream you know, I know sometimes things can get in the way. We can go through rough times and we can see, we can look at all the limitations. But, you know, for a moment in time, why not do a little homework here? Why not get out, turn on your computer or, or get out a piece of paper or, or, or write an email to yourself on your phone, whatever. And why not dream a little bit? What are some of the things? Here, ask yourself the question, what are some of the things I want to do before I pass away? And realize this, we don't know when we're going to pass away. So so think about it for a moment. What would really fulfill your heart? Are there some are there some relationships that need to be mended? Are there some things that you want to do with your life? Are there some places you want to go? And why not put those before you? And then here's a big here's the big challenge. You write your list, but write your list prayerfully. 
In other words, before you write that list, stop for a moment and say, God, what can I do before I before I leave this earth? What what have you created me to do? And write it from that perspective. And then you watch. I guarantee you that there will be many things on the list that are totally attainable. And I think it's something we all should do with our life. I think every one of us should take that time and just write those things out. And then from, from time to time, pull those out and say, you know, how do I get from A to B? And God, help me to be fulfilled. Help me to do all that you have called me to do. So there you go. That's my angle on the bucket list. You never did give us your two things. You top want two. two. Top two things that I would want to do before I kick the bucket. Oh, yeah. gosh. Um, I Okay. I've always wanted to take the music that I've created and have a laserium show. Oh, that would be fun. Laserium, just a laser show to the music that I've created. Uh, I have one in particular that I want to do about creation, and I think it'd be really cool. That's one. Okay. The second one. Um, well, I mean, I, there's a lot of different things that could compete for that, but I would, I kind of like to to be able to be around to walk my daughter down the aisle. That would be a good thing. That's a good thing on my bucket list. I've got tons. Well, I'd yeah. like to meet some of the people from Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that if anyone else there is um, into organizing the Star Trek cruises, I think you should have my husband be a guest um, singer entertainer. The night night lounge guy? The night lounge guy to Star Trek parody songs. And then I could go and be his roadie. Because I've never been on a cruise. I'd like to take a cruise on the Caribbean. I don't want to puke my guts out on a cruise. (laughs) Oh, I've heard those big cruise ships aren't bad, though. I don't know. We need to wrap things up, though. We do. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And we hope that you do our homework. And we'd love it. You don't have to share your list with us, but we sure like to hear what what uh, you feel like God is churning up inside of your heart. And you know, without getting religious or anything like that, there really, really, it is true that if, if you will, if you'll make things right with God, he will begin to, to, to help, you know, direct your path and what you're supposed to be doing. And we guarantee you for totally for real here, that if you, if you get things right with God, there comes a peace that, that really is like nothing else. And it's very fulfilling and and very cool when you start to explore why God made you and who he is and and what he can do. And if you guys, if you need a Bible, we'll give you one for free. Just get a hold of us, email us, and we'll get you one to you um, that you can understand um, or point you in a direction where you can read right online. Um, But uh, very, very interesting stuff, and, and it's just really cool to know God. Yeah. So let's pray, and then we'll introduce next week's subject. All right. Okay, Father, we thank you that you give us the desires of our heart. Not that we are selfish, but you are the one that puts the desires in our heart if we acknowledge you. Thank you, God, for helping us write out our bucket list. There's so many things that we want to do before we come to meet you. And we just we just pray that you would help us to be able to do those things and go the places that you want us to go and love on the people that you want us to love on. And we, we're just so thankful, Lord, that you've given us this life in the first place. We don't want to squander it. We don't want to lose out on anything. We want to do everything that you've called us to do. And we thank you. Thank you, God, for life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, coming up next week on Taking With You. Wisdom. Where can I get some? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You should be on the news. Wisdom. Where can we get some? (laughs) 
about. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> We're going to be talking about wisdom. Yeah. And what is wisdom all about? Because why is it some people have lots of wisdom and other people don't have any at all? Some people can be very book smart or very knowledgeable and still not wise in what to do in a given situation. Who are you that are so wise in the ways of science? I am Arthur, King of the Britons. African or European? No. Ah! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That had nothing to do with that particular quote. <laughs> Jeez. Don't, 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 don't let my wife quote Monty Python. Oh. My God, I'm going to leave now. It's so, a kidnapping. Anyway, you better. I now, told them we already had some. Go away or I shall taunt you a second time. <laughs> we're, digre we're digressing here. Sorry. I was going to say we're degrading, but <laughs> that too. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed taking with you. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Moyer Multimedia Recording LLC. All rights no, reserved. No. 2010. <laughs> Is that close? No, because it's 2011. <laughs> oh, 2011. No, it's Take Him With You. Is, Is it Moyer, Moyer Multimedia, Multimedia LLC, LLC production? Copyright 2011. All rights, all rights reserved. This is your fault. It now, was your idea to do the podcast so really late, late at night. night. Go feed the cats. They're meowing. We forgot yes, to feed they them. Are. Okay. Bye, everybody. Good night. Good night.